Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we discuss all things related to physical preparation, from rehab to performance preparation to education. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Um, this again, welcome back, Nick, Dr. Nick Paragini. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, and and Rob Rubina. How's everyone doing? I know you missed everyone too. It's been like three months. I was just took a little break, you know. Gotta yeah, freshen the mind up. No, you're man. We're gonna have to. We'll get on maybe the next podcast is training pro athletes because you just finished with your forty pro baseball guys. That's why we haven't been on in a while. Yeah. We'd love, to, we'd love to fill everyone on on actually do. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. It'd be good to fill everyone in on what it's actually like to train pro athletes because everyone thinks they want to, but do they really want to? Yeah, so stay tuned because we'll do that next. Because um, right now what we have on tap is movement vital signs. So what are basic movements that we all use to give us information about people and um, both their, um, I mean, you could get stress levels, you can get orthopedic health, you can get just overall physical neurological readiness from using basic movement patterns to kind of gauge where they're at for the day. Um, so we'll let Dr. Nick Paragini start today because he has his five basic movements that he likes to use and then maybe Rob we can add our input into ones that we like to see and what um, what certain movements are meaningful to us and that help us make decisions in the clinic and in the gym right awesome yeah so you know again when we're looking at uh, you know as physical therapists as strength coaches a big part of what we do is you know we're, we're assessing you know an individual's readiness we're assessing their their preparedness to take on a task that is potentially meaningful uh, for that person. So, you know, for Rob working with professional baseball players, you know, a lot of his, his screen, a lot of the information that he wants to gather is, you know, is this person in a position to succeed in their, in their desired movements, whether that be ro uh, rotating in a, in a baseball swing or throwing, um, are, are, is their body ready to take on that stress and are, are they set up for, for success? Um, you know, for, for other people that we're seeing in the physical therapy clinic, you know, it, from a, from an orthopedic standpoint, you know, we're, we're dealing with people who, you know, a lot of times want to be able to do the same thing and that thing might be on a spectrum. So as an example, working with a power lifter who, who, you know, needs to be able to squat 500 pounds versus, you know, working with a, with a, um, you know, a grandmother who needs to be able to get up off the, off a bench or a low couch while, you know, while, uh, my, my grandma Gloria is, is not having a barbell on her back. I would consider that to be, you know, a version of a squat. So when we're looking at people from an assessment standpoint, you know, just like you go to the doctor and you're, and you're getting some, some, some big boxes checked, your, your blood pressure, right? Your height and weight, your BMI, your body fat percentage, all of these types of things, you know, from, from an orthopedic standpoint, we also have things that, you know, can be considered in air quotes, vital signs. They're definitely not vital signs um, as in a traditional sense, but they're things that, 
you know, may give us insight on, on how we're performing on the health of our orthopedic system. So that's just kind of the background behind how we're looking at these things. And so just kind of to, to go into what those vital signs actually are and what they look like, you know, the first one, for example, can be, you know, we just alluded to it, some, some sort of squat variation. And, you know, from, from a global sense, this is something that most humans are doing every day. Are you standing up from a chair? Are you sitting down onto the toilet? Okay. Are you, you know, holding your child and bending down to, to dip and throw them up in the air? Who knows? But again, what we're saying is if this movement is, is compromised, meaning we're seeing some kind of maybe decreased range of motion um, or shorter range of motion that we would expect, um, if we're, you know, experiencing pain, if we're seeing something that, you know, might contribute to the reason while they're there, this is something that we want to note. So again, looking at a squat, this is a, a fundamental, you know, human pattern. Um, and again, is this contributing to someone's pain experience? Potentially. But we, what we want to do is we want to make sure we're, we're screening this and we're, and we're taking a look at it. And I think we all know that there are other component parts to the squat, such as if we were to break down and get even more advanced hip internal rotation and flexion and, you know, an ankle and knee range motion. But if we're looking at a big bucket here and not getting too um, analytical, a squat would be a great uh, vital sign to look at. The second one would be our ability to go down and touch your toes right? Our ability to fold over and to flex our spine, to use our, the length of the posterior chain, the hamstrings, um, and the lower back to be able to bend over and pick up an object off of the ground. If we want to, that may look like pulling 600 pounds off the ground. That may look like tying our shoes. If we need to, the reality is this is a very, very, very fundamental movement pattern that allows us to operate in our environment, whether that be from a health or performance standpoint. Again, if compromised, we want to understand how this could be affecting, you know, whatever our chief complaint or whatever the reason is for us being there. From an athletic standpoint in the gym, we're going to need this range of motion for us to do a lot of the things that we want to be able to do. From a uh, pain standpoint, again, is this negatively impacting our ability to participate in a movement that is meaningful to us? The next one I have is um, a lunge pattern. The lunge pattern can also just be your ability to get up and off of the ground. You know, and, and the reality is we, you know, there, there are, there's research and there's studies about, you know, this, this correlation bet between, you know, your ability to get up and off of the ground without using your hands and, and uh, mortality. And again, this is something that, you know, definitely is going to, it's going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us about our ability. Hey, if alone, are we able to get up off of the ground? Okay. It's going to tell us about frailty. It's going to tell us about our, our reserve capacity, um, leg strength, et cetera. From an athlete, from an athletic standpoint, it's also going to give us a lot of information. It's going to tell us about our, our motor control of our lower extremity. It's going to tell us potentially about um, hip extension, range of motion in that back leg. It can tell us about ankle mobility. So there's a lot of other little, little, little things that we can gather from this test. But again, lunch pattern. Can we get up and off of the ground? Um, you know, from a, from a health perspective, this, this can give us some insight into someone's mortality or confidence to be able to live alone uh, versus, you know, a performance standpoint where, you know, we need to be able to get into an athletic position and, and utilize a single leg strength. Um, my fourth one is going to be 
something called the aptly scratch test or, or what, really what we're looking at is this combination of your shoulder range of motion um, with rotation and, you know, your ability to, let's say, put on a jacket, you know, untie a necklace, um, remove a bra, for example. These are all, all things that, you know, again, if we're robbed of is going to negatively impact our ability to participate in day-to-day -day tasks. So, you know, how well are my shoulders functioning, you know, inflection and extension, and then with the combination of internal and external rotation. And again, obviously we want to be able to, you know, have all of the movement options in our upper body. And this is a, a pretty just broad test that'll tell us the status of our shoulder health. And, uh, you know, a final, final movement sign is just going to be a, um, a, a thoracic spine rotation or, or a seated rotation. And it's telling us how well can we rotate. And, uh, it's sometimes it's tough to think about, but you know, life, is a lot of the movements in our life are not happening in a straight line, but the rather they're happening with this sense of rotation and on my body to, uh, you know, to rotate my, my top half over my, my bottom half. And so again, if we're robbed of these options and let's say that we're someone who, you know, enjoys running, enjoys walking is a rotational sport athlete. This is going to tell us a lot of information about, uh, this, this person's, you know, compensations or, or how they're getting tasks done. Um, so again, just to kind of summarize my five vital signs there, we got a squat pattern. How well can I get up, up and down the toilet, up and off and down, you know, a bench, um, the toe touch, how well can I bend down, bend forward to pick an object off of the ground? Number three, the lunge pattern. Can I get up and off the ground? Can I get into an athletic position on one leg? Um, aptly scratch test. How well is my upper body functioning from a, a flexion extension with rotation um, standpoint? And finally, how well can I rotate through my, uh, through my spine? Love it, Nick. Good stuff. Um, I, get, I can't argue with any of that. I, I love it all. It, it, it's very comprehensive in being able to see where someone um, stands as far as um, phys physical readiness or what things we need to go after. Um, it's, it's obviously not a deeper joint range of motion assessment, right. but I think it's a general movement assessment that can help guide us um, very well into the next steps of a pro from a programming standpoint. Um, yeah, I can't argue with any of those. I, I like the toe touch. One thing I like to do um, when I get a chance is like a, a, just a decent handshake. When you're dealing with somebody on a daily basis, you start to get a feel for how they're shaking hands. And you might, and you'll be able to gauge, oh, you know what, they're pressured today or the, their, their handshake wasn't as solid today. Maybe I need to tailor it back a little bit. Or you know what, they, they felt strong in the handshake. That was a little stronger than normal. You know, maybe they're a little bit more ready. But those are just small little things that um, as you become a more experienced coach that you start to pick up on and be like, okay, these guys, um, they're ready to train or today we need to tailor it back a little bit. Um, and things as simple as sleep. Um, guys, I don't know, Rob, Nick, if you guys have found just if someone comes in and they said they had a stressful night, they're up all night with the baby, and then you say, okay, let's just see you do a toe touch. If that toe touch then looks a little bit different just based on a lack of recovery from the night before. Yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, I feel like we've all had these these conversations, like, just briefly, you know, as we're passing at work. Um, and it's like, hey, you know, if you look at someone's program – and, you know, you were to ask this person at 3 p.m., this, 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 set, this 16, 17-year-old male, like, hey, did you eat yet? And it's 3 p.m. and they haven't, they haven't had anything to eat yet. Like, would that change your program? Would that change what's on that piece of paper? 
Um, and again, probably it, it would, it, but, but asking those questions and knowing that, knowing that information is, I think, I think pretty important. So absolutely from a readiness standpoint, sleep, you know, diet, nutrition before prescribing stress, probably important things to know. Yeah. I mean, I think everything you guys have said so far has been, has been pretty spot on. Um, you know, I think, and I think back to my general assessment and, and I think when I get to the exercise portion of my assessment, like, I think that's pretty important when I deciding what exercises to prescribe someone in an exercise program, I have to see what they can do first. And when I think about what, what exercises I'm choosing during my initial assessment, it, it's pretty much, it's pretty much the same things that, that you guys have already said, some sort of squat exercise, you know, some sort of hinge or, you know, you guys said toe touch, I'm, I'm going to hinging and deadlifting, yep. you know, which is the same thing, just a little bit harder. Um, you know, and then you mentioned a lot of upper extremity exercises, you know, a lot of things that put the shoulders and, and rib cage and, and some good positions. I'm doing some sort of push or pull exercise, you know, that I would, that I would, I would mix in there with some load. Um, and then, and then a, a, a single leg exercise, you know, so I think some sort of squat, deadlift, lunge, push, pull, um, is a great way to, to go about it. Um, the other one, other two that I like. Um, I like sprinting, you know, can someone sprint? Um, and then the other one that I like is like some sort of loaded carry. Um, you know, sp you know, sprint and carry. If you can sprint and carry something, it's usually a pretty good sign that you, they, that you can do a lot of different things in the gym. Um, you know, likewise with those other movements, I think they kind of touch a little bit of everything from a muscular standpoint, from a readiness standpoint, from a physical capacity standpoint. Uh, from a range of motion standpoint under load, um, you know, all those boxes are checked and then good things happen. Yeah. So what do you guys feel about? So we mentioned the toe touch and Nick, you said you like the toe touch and Rob said you like the deadlifts um, to load it a little bit. Um, do you guys notice a difference where if you load it, Rob, it cleans it up a little bit or it, it gives you more information on the readiness or does load change the interpretation of that test for you guys? I guess from my yeah. standpoint, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, it's hard to say like for everyone, like, like if they can't touch their toes, they can't really deadlift. Like sometimes adding load does clean it up. Sometimes it makes it worse. Um, yeah. So that's why, in my opinion, from an assessment standpoint, if you're working with athletes or any individual and you want to improve their deadlift pattern, it's good to look at it loaded and, and loaded. Um, well, and just to clarify, Rob, you're doing um, either a kettlebell deadlift or a trap bar deadlift, right? You're not doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for most part, for a first time athlete on their first day, you know, um, just to make sure that they can do some sort of hinge pattern, it's going to be one of those two. Um, unless I don't think they're ready for load, which, you know, could be a certain scenario or two that that might be the case. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are the two loaded exercises that I would probably perform the most on, on someone on their first day. Yeah. Yeah. I think absolutely. You know, if you, if, if you have the time to do that, absolutely doing that. I mean, it's going to, you're going to get a lot more information. And again, I think we all know that a little bit of load, a little bit of reference can be the thing that actually results in changes in some of our passive or, you know, some of these lower level uh, range of motion uh, tests. Um, now, you know, some, sometimes what I'm thinking about this is this vital sign thing and, you know, it, kind of this scenario of, Hey, you know, a lot of physical therapists are pushing forward this idea of 
know, it's been tossed around in the past. You know, my, my kind of, my kind of view on it is a little, I'm, I'm not really sure, but having like a, 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 every six months coming in for a screen. Okay. And let's say you had 20 minutes, you have 20, maybe you have 15 minutes to do an orthopedic screen to check your vital signs, right? What are, what are those things that, that you want to know right away? Right. You're not going to be training. You're not going to be going through, you know, exercises, but you get to come in, you know, you're checking in with a, a physical therapist for your, for your checkup. What are the things that you want to see this person do? Yeah. I mean, Nick, I think that's great. And, and I think, you know, one, one thing that comes to mind, I'm not saying you, you were similar to it, but the FMS is, is, is very similar to what yeah. you, some of your signs, Definitely. Um, which is, which is great. You know, that gives you, it gives you something, it gives you a baseline right. and that's all we're after. Yeah. Yep. How are you, how are you making sure you have a standard with which you can measure athlete progress from and readiness to perform on a given day? Because there's so many variables that go into being ready to train. And uh, I think that's where it's important that you, that um, whoever's listening comes up with a standardized approach um, that they're always refining so that they can at least have something to go back to, to establish a baseline. Yeah. Nice guys. Um, any other thoughts, comments about movement, vital signs? I, uh, one, I got, I guess I want one thing. It's like, yeah. obviously I think we all have a, you know, we all have a sense of, you know, when, when something might, might seem awry or, or like a little, a little off in our movement. And again, that's just going to be information or data that lets us know that, Hey, we need to keep an eye on this. We may not be optimizing, you know, um, or our preparedness for whatever desired task it might be. But again, I think everyone should be aware of, you know, what those things are, what, what they're predisposed to, you know, from a movement standpoint that, that they have a hard time with and being able to have an individualized game plan to address some of those things, I think is, I think is really important. And unfortunately, uh, I think there's a lot of information on the internet that can, you know, lead people down, uh, possibly the wrong way sometimes. So again, you know, if we're listening to, if we're listening to this and, and, and you're someone who, who needs a checkup on your movement vital signs, my recommendation would be, you know, go, go to a great coach, go to a great healthcare uh, clinician that can be able to identify some of these things for you uh, that can keep you in the game and, and performing at high levels um, to the best of your ability. And, and I do just thinking through this a little bit more, guys, I think these are things we're talking about. This is like an initial session, like an initial assessment, Rob, right. where Nick, you, like before a session even starts, but you might check someone before a session starts, tailor a warm up to address those issues. And then by the time they're hitting their workout, they're good to go. Right. Right. So, so this can be both um, inter and intra workout where you can change the, if you're, you can change the workout on the fly. Um, you're going to be able to provide a better service to your customer because you've been able to tailor a workout that gets them ready um, for the workout when otherwise they may not have been able to perform at a high, at the level that they, they expect. Right. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff. All right, guys. Well, once again, thank you everyone for listening to training room talk now powered by precision performance, physical therapy. Um, if you guys have any questions or concerns or want us to touch on any topics, please email me, John J O N at precision performance, um, PT.com. And we'll get those answered for you. Appreciate guys listening. Thanks a lot. Bye. Did you know we now offer personalized remote programming? 
one-on-one -on -one video telehealth sessions and mentorships for both students and professionals. If you're interested in any one of these, please email John at J-O-N at precisionperformancept.com and he can help you get started today.